baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Did the federal government of the United States of America partner with our worst enemy, the Chinese, to develop a virus that would allow both governments to take world control over world populations and then unleash it? On purpose. Asking that question and digging into it now is not just a matter of political freedom. It may be a matter of the survival of our species. It's that important. Because if they did it once, they can do it again. And the next one may be more deadly. As Senator Rand Paul has pointed out repeatedly, there were viruses worked on in the Wuhan lab that have up to a 15% death rate. Not a 0.03% death rate, like COVID. Yet no one will ask it. They dance around it. Did it come from the Wuhan lab or not? All while the evidence stacks up that even our Pentagon was pumping tens of millions of dollars into the Wuhan lab and that the Biden and Kerry families might have been at the center of the whole thing, helping to fund what went on there. Yes, you heard that right. Peter Daszak, head of Echo Health Alliance, funneled a lot of the money to the Wuhan lab, as did USAID. That money included $39 million from our Pentagon to a lab known to be run by the People's Liberation Army of China. It's so shocking. It shocks me again every time I repeat it, and I've spoken it dozens of times. What were they all doing at the Wuhan lab? Let's ask Echo Health Alliance President Peter Daszak that. He actually answered the question, At a 2016 forum, they were creating, engineering, killer viruses. Out of viruses, that not only wouldn't have been killers, they would have never jumped from bats or animals to humans. It can't get any clearer than this. Here's Peter Daszak from 2016. Coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them, some of them looked very similar to SARS. So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles, you you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this, you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. And you end up with a small number of viruses that really do look like killers. The 2016 forum discussed, quote, emerging infectious diseases and the next pandemic. In that clip, Daszak was describing the process of inserting spike proteins into viruses to see if they could bind to human cells, as was being carried out, as he explains, by his colleagues in China at the Wuhan lab. In a sane society, with what I've just laid out there, we'd be done here. It would be clear that two governments appeared to be making war on their peoples, driving to control them with viruses that could or could not be released. But we don't live in a sane world. We live in a world full of lies. In a sane world, 
it would have been huge news that there are three partners in the Wuhan lab, the Chinese government and the People's Liberation Army, the Echo Health Alliance, Peter Daszak's group, the guy you just heard from, and a company called Metabiota. Despite Hunter Biden having no visible means of support and being kicked out of the military for using drugs and not holding a job, he somehow managed to found and lead an organization called Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, which distributed over $30 million in capital to various companies. And one of those companies was Metabiota, one of the three partners at the Wuhan lab. Folks, what are the odds that these guys, starting in the year 2009 and going all the way up through the year 2015, would fund the very company that partnered in the experiments at the Wuhan lab? Here's how that was set up. According to Echo Health Alliance's own fiscal year 2014 annual report, Metabiota partnered with Echo Health Alliance, according to their report, and with USAID, an independent agency of the U.S. federal government. So it's Echo Health Alliance, Metabiota, and USAID, all working together on something called the PREDICT Project at, yes, the Wuhan lab. That's according to Echo Health Alliance's own report. The project, the PREDICT Project, sought to predict and prevent global emerging disease threats. How'd they do that? Peter Daszak told you. By creating killer viruses, one of which, after it got out, played a critical role in Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's father's election. Do I have your attention now? Good. Now let's put the whole hair raising thing together. Echo Health Alliance President Peter Daszak very helpfully did at another conference in 2017 called the Consortium of Universities for Global Health. Daszak was on a panel at that conference alongside, yep, Anthony Fauci where he touted from the podium his group's work with Anthony Fauci, the National Institutes of Health, via NIAID, and USAID in the PredictIt program. Remember, PredictIt's partners include the only company, privately held company, doing work at the Wuhan lab, the very one whose startup capital came from Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Partners. Tell us again, Peter what were y'all doing at the Wuhan lab? So working with the USAID EPT PREDICT program and funding through NIAID to work on coronaviruses in China, we were able to test out this idea of predicting what the next emergencies might be. And what were all you folks doing again, Peter? So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work, you create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this, you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. And you end up with a small number of, of viruses that really do look like killers. They were creating, with funding from our National Institutes of Health, NIAID, the Pentagon, and USAID, with help, from the Hunter Biden sponsored firm Metabiota, all working on viruses that really do look like killers. Need more proof? 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. No problem. More came out this week in the form of new documents leaked from our federal government that show that less than two years before the COVID-19 pandemic began, scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology had planned to genetically alter viruses to make them more infectious for humans and release them into bat caves. The Wuhan scientists were listed as partners on a funding proposal. The environmental health nonprofit Echo Health Alliance made to the U.S. government's DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. DARPA ultimately rejected that proposal, but here's the key part. The proposal admitted that it was already going on at the Wuhan lab and wanted further federal government funding. Folks, the Chinese are our mortal enemy. Never forget that since 2004, Chinese Communist Party members and military leaders had pledged to develop a virus, specifically a coronavirus, that would be used as a weapon, not a battlefield weapon, but an economic weapon that would allow the Chinese to leapfrog the world's economies and get ahead. If I know that, the Pentagon has to know that too. And yet, the U.S. Pentagon was funding the creation of SARS as a biological weapon in a Chinese People's Liberation Army facility at Wuhan under the auspices of national security. Specifically, $6.491 million from the Pentagon the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, it's DTRA, from 2017 to 2020. And then all of a sudden, just as we need this to knock Trump out of office, it appears. Why is nobody asking these questions, given the Biden's connection, the Pentagon's connection? And look, the central point here, and this is made brilliantly today by the writers at the conservative treehouse.com, the Defense Department would not be spending money to develop a biological weapon in Wuhan, China, knowing full well that bioweapon would fall right into the hands of the Chinese, unless they already had developed that weapon in the United States of America. The Pentagon would not give a biological weapon to the communist Chinese unless the U.S. had already developed it and unless they had a countermeasure to the consequences of it. These guys might have hated Trump or done this for some other reason to gain control if they did it. And come on, why else would they do it? But they have kids and grandkids. They needed to know there was a counter weapon. Think about it for a minute. Who did the Chinese blame at the beginning of this? And it sounded silly at the time. When they were confronted with the idea that they had created COVID, they blamed our military and our intelligence agencies. Were they telling the truth? Just looking at the funding trail, they weren't wrong. Six million bucks from our Pentagon to our worst enemy to develop a bioweapon in an insecure facility? Sky News of Australia's investigative reporter, Sherry Markson, just put a book out on this. It turns out the funding 
which was spearheaded by Anthony Fauci, was a lot more extensive than Americans have been told. It encompassed a shocking 64 projects involving Fauci, the NIAID, the Pentagon, USAID, Google even chipped in some money. That's weird, right? And the Bidens all in one place. I found out that his agency had funded 60 projects at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he even funded research, his agency funded coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in conjunction with the Chinese military. I mean, this is just astonishing and unthinkable. Why would America be funding research at a Wuhan lab in conjunction with the Chinese military? That right there is the key question. Now, think back about a week ago when we found out that the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, had been calling the Chinese and telling them even if Trump ordered an attack on China, he wouldn't go forward with it. The guy went so far as to get other people at the top of the Pentagon to swear a loyalty oath to him. He reported that to the Chinese, the first people he calls Vowing to stop an attack on them or the Chinese. It's as if our Joint Chiefs and Pentagon answered to the Chinese. Well, remember the reaction to that? It was as if he was a traitor. It was a traitorous thing to do to call them. Well, why don't we see it the same way for our Pentagon to be involved in funding this research that would give our mortal enemy a biological weapon for use against us? Had the Chinese merely developed it themselves... It might be kind of plausible, I guess, to think about it escaping. But when it escapes at exactly the right time to take out Donald Trump ahead of Joe Biden's election, and you know the Pentagon is involved, and you know that the Pentagon has attempted, uh, or leaders thereof, to take out Trump in a coup, it all starts to click together in a very weird way. Why is nobody asking these questions? I can't prove this was a deliberate joint operation on the part of the Chinese in the Pentagon to seize and cement political power and take it from Trump. But it's sure a compelling hypothesis, isn't it? It is amazing. Nobody has looked seriously into it or asked the question, at least no one in a mainstream capacity, not even a Fox News. Now, remember what Joe Biden said when asked, would he retaliate against China or would he use pressure to press them into cooperating in the investigation. His answer was no. He would merely prepare for the next pandemic. That's terrifying. But can Joe Biden be trusted to look into a pandemic when the third partner on the Pentagon Fauci wheel is Hunter Biden's company? No, he can't. In fact, Joe Biden did a lot to cover it up. Remember what happened. When Joe Biden took office, he inherited a State Department investigation into the origins of the virus that was closed. It was completed. A report had already been written. He pretended that the investigation was still open, canceled it, and chucked the report. That report found, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that virus came out of the Wuhan lab and that it had been engineered there. The only thing that was still up in the air was whether it was deliberately released or accidentally released. That report, done by an independent panel of investigators, 
who've worked for the State Department for decades and answer to no particular president was drop kicked. And the Biden administration turned their new investigation meant to erase the conclusions of the old one over to our intel agencies. They would turn around and conclude that it was unknowable where it came from and it might have even come from the wet market. In other words, a cover up by the very person who benefited most from what happened at the Wuhan lab. Without it, he probably wouldn't be president. And with his own son so closely involved in the origins of COVID via Rosemont Seneca, why is no one asking why Joe Biden gets to do this, gets to determine the investigatory status? Why does this country not want to talk about this? Folks, my biggest fear is that there have not only been no repercussions, for our elites and the Chinese elites. There's only been a system of reward, more and more and more power. My biggest fear is that they'll do it again. That if they see vaccine passports crumbling, if they see that they have failed to enslave the population as they clearly intend to around this vaccine, papers to travel, papers to work, government permission to practically breathe, That they'll let a more deadly variant out to cement their power. It's worked for them before. Why wouldn't they do it again? That's the risk. That they let another one out. Maybe they already have. Maybe that's where the variants are coming from. It's a terrifying proposition. Are they capable of it? Because they've done it before? Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.